Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I am Didi Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Isn't that right, my top pet nutritionist, Neely Piazza? Absolutely. No kibble for you. No kibble for you. Oh, why didn't we have the kibble Nazi? No <laughs> kibble for you. Or would you say that's the raw dog food Nazi? No kibble for yeah. you. Yeah, that's probably the raw dog food Nazi. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. That would that have been really funny. Be. So uh, here's a question that came in this morning. So the question was this. What <laughs> high fat blend would you recommend to give to our senior dog who's 14 and losing weight? To which the response from the team was, well, what blend are you currently feeding? How much should your dog weigh? And what are you feeding per day? To which the response came back, oh, no, we're not feeding your food. We're feeding kibble. But my <laughs> that's my fiance's dog feeding kibble. But my dog is doing great on raw and no more allergies for my dog. But my fiance says that her dog's doing great on this kibble diet, but losing weight. The, the response back from my team was, uh, no kibble for you. No, we said, we don't recommend the high fat mixed with kibble, period. We, we would recommend you remove the kibble and put them on a real appropriate blend. Yeah. Appropriate blend uh, with meat, bones, organ, and 10% fat. And then we go from there. What say you, pet nutritionist? I would I would agree with that, and I don't think that I would put an old dog on high fat anyway. Right. Well, I mean, that's more more for um, you know we usually we usually recommend those for the ones that are like super high active and the bird dogs and hunting dogs and um, cancer dogs perform perfor- yeah performance dogs and things like that that are like using a huge amount of um, energy and all. But I mean, each case is different, but I certainly wouldn't start out that way. Like you said, I'd start off on it with an appropriate, um, appropriate 10%. Yeah. And, and, and from my team, it says typically this description of seniors not being able to hold weight while on kibble is due to the non-bioavailability of the seniors diet. The synthetic- oh, yeah. Vitamins and minerals are not being recognized and the fillers are just being pooped out. The nutrition level is most likely not enough for this guy. Well, and plus it's so much harder for them to try to digest all that, all that starch and all the filler and everything too. It's just harder and harder and harder to deal with all the toxic stuff and all the inappropriate stuff. So Yeah, that that is still something that I think people um, don't get. They don't get the fillers and they don't get the all that jazz. 
But, you know, Niels, in this uh, world of dog food, I see a lot of things that are coming on the market. You know, there are a lot of people that um, like celebrities that make their own air dried dog food. And, and the thing that they do that I notice is that the ingredient list is incredibly hard to find. And instead of really saying what the ingredients are, they talk about meat is good for this. Fish is good for that. Da, 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 da. But you know what I'm saying? And which is all true, but that doesn't mean it's in the food. <laughs> right, 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 right. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty nutty just the way that the world is gaslighted. <laughs> I was trying to but what Boy, is Boy, isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. Saying things that aren't true. I mean, that just happens all the time. It's almost as if they're trying to create a world of big fat liars. I think the world's already already full of those. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Do we just not even care if people lie anymore? I'm just apparently so, not. <laughs> you know, all of these agencies that are supposed to be protecting us, like the FDA, the CDC, uh, right? The biggest who, liars on the planet. <laughs> I just saw today where CDC director admits the agency gave false information on the COVID-19 vaccine safety monitoring. You don't say. But um, it's just so crazy that we're like, well, that's OK. They they lied to us. It's what's OK about that? What is yeah. OK about that? There's nothing OK about that. And I want to tell you something. I I've been watching Dr. Judy Mikovits. Um and really talking about the dirty vaccines and how, why we call them dirty vaccines. And she explains that back in the early eighties, when the reg, when, when the liability was taking, was taken away from our pharmaceutical. Yeah. When Reagan signed the childhood vaccine, um, yeah. the childhood vaccine act. Yeah. Right. They <laughs> stopped cleaning those up. And so I reached out. Um, I don't know if I will hear back from Dr. Mikovits, but if we know, Neely, that the pharmaceutical industry on the people side and the pet side is exactly the same, then my question is, well, I know the answer, you know the answer, but my question is, are all of the vaccines and that are shot into our dogs dirty and contaminated as well? And are they causing many of these problems that you and I see in the dogs that come through here day in and day out. It, it's so, it's so crazy. But my, my point is that I, I would love to hear her take on vaccines for dogs. If, if she says, well, they're the same. I know. Mm. I know. And maybe she will. I mean, she's super busy. Let's see if I can get her on, on the podcast, but um, you know, she was saying never, ever, ever, ever. And I mean, never put another injection in your body, not flu, not anything. And I, yeah. I drive down agree with by, that. by the, um, you know, grocery stores, you see flu shots available. And I'm just like, Oh man. But um, you know, where she, and the reason that she says they're dirty is because there's all types of animal proteins in those shots or kidney cells or different cells of dogs of, 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 uh, Oh yeah. 
pigs. whatever whatever they're whatever they're cultured on whatever they're grown in whatever medium they're grown in you're going to have all kinds of uh um cellular debris and biological debris and um from all species i mean one of the big big arguments for the religious exemption is because of the fetal cell um you know the fetal tissue involvement in creation of vaccines and also uh, most of those are cancerous i mean you know that's 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 the only way you can keep a line going for decades like that i mean some of these fetal cell lines are from the 60s so um you know you're injecting all kinds of foreign uh foreign debris basically and toxic heavy metals um Toxic chemicals, formaldehyde, um, you know, uh, Dr. Blanco and Dr. Tenpenny both have lists of um, all the ingredients, you know, mint, not all, but all, many of the ingredients that are in um, the vast majority of vaccines are all a little bit different. But, you know, in order to create a response, you have to use something incredibly toxic. That, that's what the aluminum is for. And then, you know, the mercury is supposed to be, the thimerosal is supposed to be as a preservative. And, you know, somebody was asking about the uh, mercury-free rabies uh, vaccine the other day. And it's like, well, it's not really. It's just the thimerosal is used in the step before it's introduced prior to the ingredients that are listed on the info sheet, which which Dr. Blanco um said that the uh, inserts are becoming more and more difficult to find and the yeah. ingredient lists are becoming much more difficult to find now that people are sort of catching on to that. But yeah, I mean, everything about vaccines is dirty. I mean, why, why would anybody think that taking a piece of steel jabbing it into your flesh and injecting foreign substances in directly into your bloodstream was a good idea regardless of what it is even if it's just saline why would that why would anybody in their right mind think that was a good idea well i think it's very interesting in in this conversation they were they were talking about that the substance that they were injecting in people was so corrosive that it was causing um, the tips of the needles to be damaged. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, how scary is that? It, and it's like, I've, you've heard me say this before, whether you believe in vaccine theory or not, and, um, you know, immunology on, on that plane, whether you believe in that or not, the stuff that's in vaccines is not what they tell you it is. And they don't work the way they, the way they say they do and it's the sheer amount of um toxins that are in there to start with should be enough to make anybody take pause and be like well wait a minute i mean you know even if germ theory was true and even if vaccines were the whole idea worked which if you think about um I'm rethinking immunology too, but that's a side note. But even with what people claim to know about immunology, it doesn't, all you get is a um, antibody response and antibodies don't really mean anything other than there was an exposure. 
right. one way or the other. I mean, it's it's involved in the in the whole process, but just because you have antibodies doesn't mean you have immunity. That's a total fallacy. So even even if you even if you believe in that and you take things directly on face value, it's it's not a it's not a valid procedure. But but here's here's another note, Neely. Belief and fact are two different things. You can believe in a leprechaun, but is there real substantial evidence that a leprechaun? That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Just look at what everyone agrees on about vaccines and what's in them and what they do and how they accomplish supposedly what they are supposed to accomplish. It still it still doesn't work. It still doesn't it still doesn't provide protection. Well, and and what Dr. Judy Mikovets is saying basically is keep your terrain healthy. That's what she's saying. She's saying, "Oh well, yeah, don't inject anything in your body. Don't eat glyphosate." And we're going to talk about the push for fake meats and fake foods and how that intertwines with glyphosate in a second. But that's what she's saying. She's saying. Don't eat processed foods. And that's why we say friends don't free, feed friends. <laughs> friends don't yeah, feed friends. Friends don't friends. let friends kibble. <laughs> <laughs> no, he got his both tongue tied. Yeah. Now, how about this? Now. Friends don't feed friends kibble. Uh, no. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that works too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's, well, why that's we, what I'm saying. Dr. Markovitz has, 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 she's definitely on the, on the right end of, what don't do all that kind of stuff. I think everyone should read her book um, with um, where's all book? of them. Read all three yeah. of them. But, but ending plague ending yeah. uh, the corrupt, uh, plague of corruption is, yeah, there's is, three of them. Yeah. Is amazing. And, and what she was saying too, just uh, about the corruption and how, corrupted mm -hmm. is and those agencies. So mm -hmm. that is exactly why I reached out to her because we're in the pet health business. And if people are challenging us because their health providers have said, oh no, your dog needs to be on this prescription. Oh no, your dog needs this vaccine and that vaccine and this shot and this um, drug. We, we are saying, do you really know if this is the best thing for your pet? Exactly. And, and, you know, the FDA is pretty much if the FDA tells you something, you can believe the opposite. It, well, and to your point, the other day we had somebody dropping a dog off and, um, you know, I was getting feeding instructions, which kill, always kills me because everybody brings kibble, but that's beside the point. Um, and a dog was on meds, and so she said, and she gets a half of one of these twice a day. And I was like, okay, what is it? She said, I don't know. <laughs> and I, I, I can't believe I managed to stop myself. But what what just almost came flying out of my mouth was, you're giving your dog's pharmaceutical prescription pharmaceutical drug, and you don't know what it is. I managed not to, but I, I. I'm sure the look on my face gave me away a little bit and she dumped it out. She started dumping it out and I was like, Oh, it's Rimadil. And she said, is it? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she, she, she said, all I know is it's supposed to be anti-inflammatory. I'm like, well, is it working? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I was seriously. What, what, 
How? How? I mean, it's not like Remedil is harmless. It's not like any any of those any pharmaceutical period is harmless. I but I yeah. So anyway, I was just one of those moments that I just had to like take a deep breath and step back and go, okay. <laughs> well, I I think you know if the last two years have revealed anything, Neely, it's that confirmation for what we have been suspecting saying all along i know and saying for a very long time right i've been sitting back there going see 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 but it's like it's like everybody you're yelling into a rubber room at this moment at this moment right because (laughs) because there's not enough attention on the dog side we're just starting to see it on the people side. And even still, um, I think it's going to be a while before people totally wake up. Well, right? well yeah, just like um, you, were, you um, sent me a copy of something that somebody said a couple of months ago about how I needed to stay in my lane and not talk about human vaccines. It's like, yeah, I don't be- I believe we're giving our dogs too many, but you need to like... Um, you don't know what you're talking about when it comes to human vaccines. And I'm like, uh, and what would be the difference? Um, really? <laughs> I know. It's I the do. same thing. It's like, how does one not, how, how does that not compute that they're the same thing? So I was looking at the other day where, um, and if you've never listened to Edward Dowd, he used to work for BlackRock and yeah, State Street, right? I've, I've heard him a couple of times. He, he's pretty amazing. They were talking about that there was a cure for hepatitis C. However, they ran the numbers and there weren't enough people that had hepatitis C. So they scrapped it and they decided that they would just treat the symptoms. Now, that's mm-hmm. exactly what we see in the dog world. They're just treating symptoms. Well, and uh, Vioxx was the same way. They knew Vioxx was going to kill people, but they're like, well, by the time everybody catches on, we will have sold so many and the cost-benefit analysis will be so much in our favor that we're going to put it out anyway. So the, the question that I hear my listeners saying to themselves is, then what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do to keep my dog healthy? And we're telling you how you do that. You stop injecting them, you stop putting poisons in them, and you feed them a clean species appropriate diet, and you give them clean water, and you don't give them crappy treats. Basically, if God didn't make it, don't eat it. And I will say this, Niels, that even people like my mom, she just got this new puppy. And you know, she's been feeding raw for a long time. But she Mm -hmm. got this new puppy, this brand new little spanking schnorky. I can guess. I can guess. Right? And she's and she said, um, do I keep her on this uh, puppy food that they've been feeding her? Do I, what do I do? I said, no, mom, hey, she's eight weeks. She's weaned. You go straight to raw. Then the question was, all right, the breeder uh, gave her a parvo shot and um, also dewormed her. And I'm supposed to deworm her again uh, two more times. What do you think? And I said, no, no, no. I said, it, 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 not likely she's going to get worms, okay, um, being at your house. And number two, if she does, we will treat that naturally. Now, I want to address deworming for a second. What is the danger of just arbitrarily 
And why do we have that practice of just deworming without any evidence of worms? You know, the same reason that they start vaccinating at six weeks, it's just kind of become the, the, that's just the way we do it. But, you know, worms are a natural part of the system and it's kind of like bugs. If you don't have bugs in your system and you don't have bugs around, you're going to die. I mean, you can't, we can't live without them, without the bacteria and um, all that. We can't, we can't live without that. And the, the worms and parasites are kind of the same way. They're a natural part of the, of the biome and the problem arises when you have when the body is exposed and drenched in so many toxins that it can't keep all those colonies in the right proportions and keep them from overtaking something um but you don't want a sterile you don't you don't want your insides to be sterile it's it's usually a symbiotic situation with with that and all you're doing when you especially i mean this is a baby it's a baby you're introducing some horrible toxin into a baby why would you do that well why do these breeders all do it neely i mean when you were looking for another little corgi i mean and even you know um, Effie that you had, you had a really hard time convincing these breeders to not do that. Well, yeah, and she did it anyway, but you know, none of mine after I get them, they never get anything else and they go straight to raw and they, um, they don't have any, any pharmaceuticals of any kind at any point ever. There was a definite difference with Phoebe and the rest of them. There's no, if, if they could have gotten every single person vaccinated, then there would be no test subjects of those that did not, right? There would be no clear lines drawn. Yeah, I'm in the control group. We're in the control group. Right? <laughs> and, but, but look at it for dogs. Look at it for dogs. I mean, these dogs, there are very few, very few that are in, that are purebloods, as we would call them, that are clean, that are super clean. Because if you don't have another group, then you can't say, well, something's wrong over here, right? Why are all these dogs coming down with cancers that we've never seen before? The itchies like crazy, the allergies out the sphincter. I mean, then they can just say, well, that's just the way it is. And here's the apple quill and here's the cytopoint, point and here's the antibiotic and here's another vaccine. Because if it, and there, that's what I'm saying. There are so few dogs that are in this other clean group. I know. And if that doesn't stop soon, dogs are going to, you know, they're, they're going to be a chronic mess because every generation gets a little worse and a little worse. It's really, when you think about it, it's really depressing. It carries on. It's not like, it's not like, I mean, you may have an animal that that animal itself is clean from all that stuff, but it's still carrying on um, injuries from its ancestors. All that stuff is, is passed on. It, it damages, um, it damages DNA. It damages all kinds of things that ends up being passed on and it takes multiple, multiple generations of 
no vaccines, no no toxins added to come back from that, to build up from that. So that's why I'm always telling people you need to you need to support um, responsible, ethical, natural rearing breeders. And everybody's like, yeah, but there's so many dogs in rescue and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, the only way to stop that is for there not to be a market for it. And that's not saying I'm heartless against rescue dogs. I'm not because, you know, but if you want to put a stop to it, there has to not be a market for it. And the only way to do that is for people to support ethical breeders and not non-ethical breeders and for people to um, be responsible in the dogs that they get. Hey, I want to ask you a question because I just got this in as we were talking. So this little pup um, has developed a mass tumor on her face. So right above her lip and between her lip and her nose. Typically, um, mass tumors are the body's way. And I'm asking you this. Is it not the body's way of getting rid of some type of toxin? Well, any tumor is... I mean, it's, yeah, it's trying to, um, trying to pack everything, basically like trying to take all the trash and put it in one spot and then wall it off. So they That's aren't what any, any tumors really, right. really about. Right. So they say we're not going to do chemo and uh, they can't cut it out. Any ideas in shrinking it? Now, I do know that turkey tail and uh, chaga have been known to help shrink those mass tumors. What else would you say? You're doing your homeopathy. Um, What else would you say to someone who has a mass tumor in a dog? The main thing that I know about mast cell tumors is that you want to stay away from fermented food. Oh, really? Because they have, yeah, they have, they're high in histamines. So you want to stay away from that. But other than that. So, um, any kind of, any, any, anything else would have to be a more in depth, depth kind of a conversation. So, wow. Fermented foods. The mushrooms are the mushrooms for sure though. Mushroom, the, um, so the turkey tail and the shaga, like you said, and then uh, there's the one of the CBD creams. Um, the what is it? Is it Remedy? The one that is. I think that's. I think that's the one I used on Phoebe's foot. Um, things like that definitely will help. And wow. of course, the a proper diet and to. Uh, limit any type of to- toxic exposure as much as possible. Absolutely no more vaccines, no flea and t- No, absolutely you gotta, not. You got to really pull those out of the diet, which is always fear. It's always frightening for pet parents. And, and, I, and I saw it in my mom with this little puppy. She was like, oh, and I'm like, mom, how long have I been doing this? Trust me, trust my team, um, you know, and and really trying to express that what you were saying, these are babies <laughs> and we're putting yeah. all these toxins in when their immune system is just trying to kick up. Yeah, exactly. It is, it is, it is so crazy. So we got to have more people that are willing to take that chance or you end up with, 
you know, issues that we're going to see over and over and over again. And, and I think that you don't have to take our word for it. It is out there that the CDC, the FDA have lied to us all for a very long time. For a long long time about pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's really coming out. I mean, if you want to look at, um, you know, that article that, and there's going to be a lot of lawsuits that are going to come out just about that. Now, where they go, we don't know at the moment. Um, but really, I think that, um, yeah, people are going to have to start doing a lot of research. Um, My response is um, to people that, you know, their vet tells them that, uh, you know, they have to get the vaccine or they have to do this or they have to do that or um, blah, 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 blah. They have to come in and, I, and I'm like, are they don't quite believe what I'm telling them or that I'm just trying to cover my butt or whatever. I'm like, okay, who makes money if your dog is sick and who loses money if your dog is sick? What motivation do, aside from the fact that I don't want any of them to be sick or anything like, I don't want anybody to have a bad experience, but putting all that aside, if you're just looking, if that's the way you're thinking about it, who has the most to lose here? I'm telling you this to do this, this way, who has the most to lose me? So why would I tell you that if it wasn't true? Right. Um, uh, it all comes down to, do you, are you in the business? Are you in the world to make a difference in health of the pets? Or are you in the business to make a profit regardless of what it does to the pets? Right. Now, you charge for your services. I charge for the food. Yeah, we, we all have to make a living. But when you turn a blind eye, when you've seen it over and over and over again, when it just doesn't make sense that the cancer rate is going up, that the itchies are going up, it's almost like, let's give them this shot that's going to cause them to itch. And then let's give them this shot or this pill that will take down the itch. And then when they get cancer, then we'll do the chemo and we'll mm-hmm. take them to the cardiologist mm-hmm. and we'll run them through the, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a system. So if you've ever been into in sales and, and we all have, there's a funnel, right? It's a funnel. And it's like, okay, you get this from, you, you sell this and you sell this and you sell this and you sell, and it all goes into the funnel, but you're. It's like Dr. Tinpenny says that uh, the, for the pharmaceutical industry, the vaccines are the, um, are the walk in, get your free t-shirt thing. So you get somebody a vaccine and then you have a lifetime customer because they're sick from then on from everything else. And so then they, they make money off you all your life by keeping you alive and sick and using all these drugs and all. I mean, how many, how many people do you know that are 40 or older that are not on any, any pharmaceutical pharmaceuticals? Me. I mean, yeah, me too. But the general, the general public, Pretty much everybody is on something. Right. So, and where does that start? It starts at birth. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, listening today. We hope that's given you some good information, things to chew on. Work with Neely Piazza. It's super easy. Uh, You just go over to my website, go into the Learning Center. If you go into our expert section or health consults, 
Neely comes up right there. You just click on that. She will have you fill out some information and then you will begin to schedule and work with her. And um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing that you can do for your pets is getting to know what kind of drugs you're giving your pet, why you're giving it to them, and what you might want to look for if you've been given drugs. Are they working or are they not? Are we just, you know, mm-hmm. look yeah. at the side effects? Look, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. if you if you don't know why you're giving your dog a certain pill, um, then you won't know what to look for if it's not working. <laughs> so you can stop giving it. Um, and maybe you don't even know what the side effects are because I would venture to guess you're probably not getting informed consent, but that's just a guess, Niels. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Get over to rawdogfoodandco.com. The first thing, get your dogs on a species appropriate diet. The second thing, give them the right kind of treats, single ingredients, air-dried treats. We have them right there on the website. Uh, we also have clean whole food supplements. Phytoplankton is excellent. Guts and Glory is excellent. Well, they're all excellent. They're all excellent for different reasons. Uh, You can talk to Neely about that too. Get over to rawdogfoodandco.com where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. See you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.